Hey, welcome back, y'all. This is episode 108 of the Raw CrossFit Podcast. No Emmy Nixon today. My co-host has COVID. So we have a special guest, a returning guest for the third or fourth time, Mason Vohr. As we are on the eve of NBA free agency, however, lots has already happened, so we're going to talk about it all. Uh, more specifically, this will be focused on our team, the San Antonio Spurs, who have made a couple moves. We're going to talk a little bit about the draft, touch on the DeJounte Murray trade, and maybe a couple other storylines. We'll try to keep this to like 30-minute conversation. Yeah. Mason, how are you doing? Welcome back. Thanks for taking the time to do this tonight. Of course. Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, I'm coming live from East Lansing. Um, I hope Amy's feeling good. I didn't know he had COVID, so hope he's all good. Um, but yeah, uh, I we've been dreading this, and then I was kind of denying reality. I remember texting Michael that I was like, no way we're going to trade Deontay, because there's always, as always, um, in the like dog days of the offseason, um, I guess it's a smaller portion before the draft and free agency. But for Spurs fans, since we've been out of it for a while, it's already the dog days of the offseason. Rumors always um, dust up, and I always brush them off because the Spurs are always the least likely team to be making big moves. Um, but that all changed um, this year. So I'm not feeling great, but I think that's just because I loved Deontay so much, and he was a great player for the Spurs. Okay, so initial reaction to the trade was what? Initial reaction, um, just definitely just uh, grief sadness because he was such a pivotal part and especially today it's so difficult um for teams to find um a player that's willing to stay in a smaller market and, and really loves their teammates and is really passionate um about winning with that franchise um and he he learned from the end of the last generation um and the golden generation of Spurs players because what he was a rookie um i'm probably gonna mess this up but like 2013 or 2014 or 2015 um, at the heels of the big three. Um, and he was there for the Kawhi era. He was there for Zaza incident. Um, so he's been, had his ups and downs and it really felt like it was his team, especially once Patty left. He was like the, I believe the longest tenured spur. Um, so initial reactions, just sadness because he was so devoted to the team. Um, and the fans were so devoted to him in a way that fans may not have been with Kawhi, especially upon leaving. Right. Yeah, there's definitely some disappointment some sadness mixed in uh, a lot of questions for me uh, specifically, like, why are they doing this? I mean, you and I have been asking for them to pick a direction for the past five years, ever since they yeah. treated Kawhi. So I mean, Zaza, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we both agree that this commitment to a full on, I'm not going to call it a tank, but a full on rebuild, like actual rebuild is what we've been hoping for and what should have happened probably three or four years ago. What should have started with that Kawhi trade to Toronto. Um, once we got rid of LaMarcus, I mean, and then we got DeRozan and we've just been kind of, the Spurs have been straddling this line of NBA purgatory for the past three or four years. I mean, three years ago, 32 wins. Two years ago, 33 wins. And then this past year, 34 wins. It's just been kind of a slight increase lying on the, you know, fringes of the play-in tournament. They've made it two out of the past three years. Haven't gone very far. I mean, it just hasn't been. So in that respect, I think we could say that, okay, we got our wish. 
in terms of they finally picked a direction. And according to the reports, uh, Brian Winhorst, who's a pretty reliable source for ESPN, uh, he has reported now that DeJounte Murray told the Spurs front office that he would not sign the extension that would have come up. I guess it would have been next year, which would have been his restricted free agency. And then the year after 2024 would have been his unrestricted free agency. But apparently Murray uh, told the front office, he made it known along with his agent, Rich Paul, uh, who's part of clutch sports that he would not, he was not going to extend uh, his contract further with the San Antonio Spurs. So I guess from that perspective, this trade makes a whole lot more sense. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, knowing that, um, it definitely clears some things up. Um, I understand he was going to get, he's going to get paid either way. When, when that free agency comes, I'd, I only see his stats going up next year, especially the, the assist count with, um, to pair alongside Trey. Um, I might have to be a Hawks fan for a couple of years because even though I'm hearing this about he wasn't going to sign the extension, um, he still has that beloved factor. But hearing about that, that contextualizes it because I think all Spurs fans knew when um, news broke that like um, there was something more that we weren't getting. There was like bits of information that were the front office had that we didn't, which is always the case. Um, but especially with the Spurs, a historically like tight um, organization that keeps their information tight and doesn't leak a lot. Um, it makes sense. Um, and it really helps because I really don't like, as you said, we were uh, kind of treading water for a couple of years um, and we were clamoring for a rebuild in a tank. Um, I just wish it didn't happen halfway through a rebuild. I, it kind of failed like a, um, a, yeah, they didn't give 100% on the rebuild and they didn't give 100% on tanking. And I don't like that we kind of started um, a half effort rebuild only to get curtailed as soon as we as soon as those players in the rebuild endeared themselves to us um that they decided to pull the rug out and go back and especially for the price we got i understand it it, it seems like it's shaping up to be a real rebuild um with the package we got back because i don't see uh, gallinari staying with us more than a year um and i see Pretel on the move um, so this seems like a real big rebuild. I really wish we could have gotten back someone like Okongwu, maybe DeAndre Hunter, um, and that would have swinged it a little for me. But um, yeah, it, it does help to hear that there was that perspective on the he wouldn't sign the extension because that helps me understand it a little more. It does help you understand and it kind of soothes that feeling that we had initially of like, okay, what are we doing here? I mean, we know we're committing to a direction finally, but, and the draft picks are nice and all, and we'll get to that here in a minute, but um, that definitely clears some of the confusion up for Spurs fans. And I guess from that perspective, it's smart that they would jump on this opportunity to trade him while he has some legitimate value. I mean, he's only probably going to get better with, how humble he is, his work ethic. We all know about it, um, you know, and we'll, we'll dive into his career up to this point here in a little bit, but I probably should have mentioned this earlier in the podcast. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the details of the trade, it was DeJounte Murray, 
going to Atlanta to pair up with Trey Young. The Spurs get back Danilo Gallinari, who, who knows, he has a, he's on an expiring contract. They had to take on some money if they wanted to do this and get all those draft picks. Um, who knows, maybe he gets bought out. Maybe he stays for this year and just leaves next year. I don't know uh, what they're going to do with him, but they get Gallinari, who's not a bad player, but he, no, just, doesn't fit, he just doesn't fit this timeline. Uh, the 2024. Uh, 2023 Charlotte protected first round pick one through 16, mm-hmm. the 2025 first round pick and the 2027 first round pick along with the 2026 first round pick swap. So they do get some draft capital. They now have, I believe nine first round picks in total over the next five or six years, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, they're embracing this full on tank, but let's, let's, you mentioned, you know, the career of DeJounte Murray up to this point. Let's talk a little bit about this from a Hawks perspective, because the Hawks were a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago, uh, the year before this year. Um, and, you know, they've had some success, obviously, in the playoffs. I don't remember how far they went this year. But if you look at DeJounte Murray and how he could pair with uh, Trey Young, what do you think about that pairing? Um, I think it's perfect. I'm considering kind of uh, having a secondary or third team um, and just rooting for them because uh, easy to root for because I used to hate Trey Young. Um, but it's kind of that thing that um, I went through a, a lot earlier as a kid with LeBron where I'm like in Steph Curry where you just hate them because they're good. And then you realize I really respect him. And I think he's just a great player. And I really love that he um, can stir up a bunch of hatred with the Knicks fans. Um, and, but more like to speak to this point, I think Deontay's a perfect pairing. <clears throat> He's going to open up, um, what Chris Paul kind of opened up for Devin Booker. Um, I think it's a perfect pairing, um, a, a more pass first oriented point guard who still has a great jump shot, um, and is a triple double potential every single time he walks on the court, pairing him with another fantastic point guard but I, I assume that Trey will move into a, a more scoring role um, that'll be interesting to see who they have as the primary um, ball handler though um, because I don't think Trey's going to completely remove it but to be able to keep Collins and Okongwu um, and Hunter I think they're going to be a dangerous team um, and I really like what they have in the east um, <clears throat> especially because they didn't give up some of their big men so I think he's a good pairing um, and I think it's going to be uh, really exciting to watch. Um, those are always really good teams, types of teams to watch on like NBA League Pass or just a random entertaining, like when I want to watch a basketball game just to be entertained, it seems like they're going to be a really fun watch because um, they're a lot threat every time and they're going to be shooting from deep a lot. Um, so I really, really a perfect pairing. Props to Atlanta for pulling that off without sacrificing much capital at all. Um, because we can talk about this later, but the picks, I mean, Atlanta's going to be fine. Their Atlanta's going to be good. So I really hope we, we transfer those picks while they have the value that they do before they start to materialize into late first round picks. Um, and I'm assuming we'll be doing this with, Den- I mean, we can get to this later, but Danilo, he might even be traded this year because I feel like he has a lot of value for a team that's trying to go all the way this year. For sure. Just real fast from a Hawks perspective, and I do agree with a lot of the points that you made before we get back to talking about the Spurs. Mm-hmm. 
you get a player in DeJounte Murray who I think pairs along well and fits well within this uh, Hawks organization. Trey Young and DeJounte Murray are both clutch clients. Uh, They're both represented by the same agency, uh, Rich Paul and his group at Clutch Sports. Uh, So they're obviously friends. They're going to get along well, which is good. The whole chemistry should work out fine. Uh, But I foresee this team, I mean, DeJounte Murray, I think is the perfect addition because I see him being the primary ball handler. And I foresee Trey Young moving into more of what you mentioned, more of an off ball, moving off screens, score primary scoring role. And then you have DeJounte, who is a great defender, great on-ball defender, will fit into your system, will do anything that you need, really took a step as a passer and a playmaker last season with the Spurs, sort of like what we saw with DeRozan before he left. He really took that jump in terms of like playmaking, but from a different position. Uh, That's similar to what DeJounte did. He averaged eight assists this year. Uh, was absolutely fantastic in making plays for his teammates. He already comes from a culture. Uh, he's hardworking. He's gotten better every year. I mean, you look at the past uh, three or four years of his career ever since he got hurt. He did not play in the 2018-2019 season due to that uh, ACL yeah. injury. But ever since then, coming off that injury, he averaged 11 points per game. Then uh, the year before this past year, he averaged 16. And then this past year, he averaged 21. Uh, So he's made that steady jump every single year in pretty much every category. Last year, he was second in triple doubles. He led in total steals and he led in steals per game. So he's good at getting in passing lanes. He's a hard-nosed guy. He's going to play defense. Really good mid-range jump shot. Still can work on that three-point shot, but it's gotten better since he came into the league, no doubt about that. And he's just fantastic, become a fantastic, uh, I guess, guy at um, attacking the basket and making plays for his teammates. So that from a Hawks perspective, I think it works out perfectly. You get DeJounte Murray, an on-ball guard, uh, who can create for you. And then you move uh, Trey Young, who can still play that position if needed, but you move him into more of a scoring role where he doesn't have to do pretty much everything for you because that's been the knock on the Hawks the past couple of years is that sometimes they become too Trey Young reliant. And we've certainly seen that in the playoffs, but now they have a guy who can run things and let Trey do his thing. So I think if I were grading the trade, I give it an A minus A for the Hawks from a Hawks perspective. I think it's fantastic. There were other teams that were in the sweepstakes too. I heard the Timberwolves uh, had some talks with the Spurs. I don't know what that would have looked like. Um, I would have liked that a little better. Huh? But I mean, you can imagine. I mean, DeJounte Murray, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the Knicks, obviously, were all. That, that one's intriguing. Yeah. Um, I was, one thought I had was that it was very interesting that. Um, once 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 you tell me something like that that he wasn't going to sign the extension you kind of had to think that those other teams may have offered better packages but we respected Deontay enough to go where kind of he wanted to go and a better fit for him and thinking that's where once it was decided we were probably going to trade him after that um we gave him a little choice mainly because of the respect he earned um and it make it might make sense because it's 
seems like the Knicks could offer a better package, especially their picks would be a lot more lucrative over the next coming years because they're kind of in um, an interesting spot. Um, so it's very interesting that it ended up being Atlanta. Um, and I, for one, am fine if that's the case of what happened. But, yeah, definitely a good trade on their part. No ill will. I think it was a good move. And it was just interesting to see that. I mean, of course, Pop had to give it the okay. But once that was confirmed that he officially okayed it, um, I think that was interesting Spurs-wise if we transition to that, that um, it really is with all the rumors that next year will be his last year coaching, that he's going to go out. Um, I think the way that it's the right decision, but it was interesting that he didn't start this before. We'll talk about Pop in a minute because it's another interesting conversation, but it's clear that's from a Hawks perspective, but it's clear from San Antonio's perspective that they're clearly transitioning to a full on rebuild. Uh, they've acquired all these draft assets. Um, it all started at the trade deadline. Um, they traded Thaddeus young for a pick uh, to Toronto. They traded Derek white to Boston. Uh, cooped a couple first round picks there. Um, for two first round picks in this past year's draft. We'll touch on that in a minute. Um, and you know, that was sort of the start of this. Okay, what are we doing now? Uh, got Josh Richardson in that trade, couple picks that we've already, you know, have already manifested themselves. DeJounte Murray was basically the last remnants of an all-star caliber player on this team. We've now traded him away. So now the question is, What's next? We have all these picks, all these picks over the next five, six years. That's great. We don't know how those picks will materialize. It's possible that they could clear up to 35 million in cat space if they renounce the rights to Lonnie Walker and a couple other players. Um, so you could have some cat flexibility there. Do you trade Yaka Pertle now? What do you do with Keldon Johnson? Do you explore moves with him? Or do you keep that, do you still keep that young core together and try to build around those players? That's my main question now for San Antonio. The picks are fine. We'll see what those turn into. You taking on Gallinari, do you buy him out? Do you try to trade him and recruit more picks? I mean, what what do you do if you're San Antonio? Um, I think it was uh, we received a clear indication. Um, and especially looking back to draft night now, in retrospect, it was clear they wanted to trade him by then. That's why everyone was quite confused why we drafted those two guards um, with some of our picks. Um, and they're, they're lengthy, but it was very interesting because everyone was more than aware. It was almost a joke um, that the Spurs were drafting way too many um, guards and players that were under like six, eight in general. Um, so it's clear that they had that mindset then. But in terms of direction, I think it's we need to tear down. It seems like they're trusting a lot in Primo. I think he's grown um, over the summer and since the end of the season and since we saw him last. Um, so I'm more than um, confident in that, really. Uh, we started to see him come on at the end of the season. He had some issues with um, uh, just finding his role and getting minutes in general. We had a very clogged um, room and locker room for the guards. Um, and... I think that we're going to transition to him. I think we need to get rid of Pirtle as much as I like him. What sucks about this is because I was against him for a year or two. Michael remembers, um, but uh, he really became a defensive force. Um, but I think if we want to really tear it down, we have to tear it down. We can't 
we need to learn from our previous mistakes and we need to commit to it and we let them go we definitely need to let people like McDermott and Richardson go if we can't get them on really good contracts just to take up space um Collins I'm fine keeping it's really not much of a hit um but I think we need to cut them uh off and let them join um kind of chase the ring and get on a good, better team um, for some contracts while we develop Keldon. I think I'm more than fine putting more trust in Keldon. Um, I think it does us no harm to keep him and let him develop because I think he can be a good player. I think we're all aware uh, what people project the ceiling to be, but I think he's a very solid contributor. Um, and I think Primo developing, um, very interested to see um, how Vassell does because I think he's he also can be in line I mean, obviously, a lot of these guys will see their stats increase because just the vacuum created by Murray and Pirtle, but, uh, and especially Lonnie. So I think um, Primo is going to benefit from that. A bunch of our young guys are even younger guys. I, I need to specify because now our average age is probably like 23 now, 22, it, like obscenely low um, around our age. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think it's even more of a youth movement. And I think that's a net good. Um, especially for a rebuild, see what they have. And then you, we, I think we have two or three years to see who's a long-term contributor and then who's going to be overcome by some draft talent. Um, and I think there's no one that's irreplaceable if we get rid of Murray and Cradle. Um, so it really is like put things on the wall and see what sticks. Right. Um, if you look at what we're left with now, um, Lonnie Walker is likely leaving. We know that for a fact that's been reported. They gave him like a $6 million offer sheet, but he wants to explore free agency. It's probably best that they part ways at this time. It was just really hard for him to find that balance of playing time and what his role was going to be. Uh, he's really talented in what he could be, but I think he fit better on another team uh, where he can get more playing time and maybe uh, – use some of his skill set uh, better. Uh, but what we're left with now, Primo, who's super young, like one of the youngest players in the NBA actually, showed flashes when he got into games last year, really talented. We'll see what he can develop into. I mean, we developed Murray into what he is now after you know not being much of a you know shooter, all that sort of stuff. I think I can be excited about Primo. I'm already very excited about what Kelton Johnson has become. Really yeah. solid three-point shooter. Yeah. Guy that competes night in, night out. Solid on-ball defender. I mean, I, I just love Kelton Johnson and the energy that he brings. Mm -hmm. uh, Trey Jones, I think, is a solid guy to have on this team. Yeah. Uh, I would keep him around. He's young, too. Uh, Langford is an interesting one. We got him in the Boston deal. I'm not right. sure what we'll do with him, but he's a solid three and D type guy. We could keep him around for another year or two, see how he fits. I really like Vassell. I mean, yeah. those are the three players I'm really excited about right now on this team. It would be Primo, uh, Kelton Johnson, Vassell. I now foresee um, Sohan our draft pick this year, getting yeah. lots of playing time. I think he'll fit in well with this culture. Um, you know, what do you do with guys like – the question now is what do you do with guys like Doug McDermott? Mm -hmm. He just signed to a three-year contract uh, but could be useful to another team. Uh, Yaka Pirtle, obviously. Uh, and then Josh Richardson. 
who seemed to really like San Antonio, yeah. uh, his role and how he fit in. But, you know, with the direction that we're going now, it's just going to be interesting how, what, what's next. That's what I really want to know. That's what all Spurs fans want to know at this point. Um, so any other comments, uh, thoughts on the trade? We've kind of nailed it down. I mean, it's a full-on rebuild, mixed feelings about it. We like the picks, but they're nothing special. I mean, we'll see what they turn into. We, yeah. think, we think Gallinari is probably going to be bought out or traded at some point. Maybe he stays the season and he just goes. Um, we like we still like some of the young pieces, but we acknowledge that's a full rebuild and it's probably going to be a rough year or two. Any other yeah. thoughts? Um, I think this is what we were prepared for a couple of years ago and we're confused that they didn't do. And it hurts a little more that they waited a couple of years and got some really great players that bought in, uh, especially, yeah, we already mentioned Deontay, but Lonnie especially was fantastic. Another player that really endeared himself to the city. And just from like looking at like social media and general opinions, a lot of players that the Spurs fans will be rooting for in the future, just like Derek. Um, but in general, uh, it was necessary. Um, it hurts, but it's like a band-aid, I guess. Definitely a necessary move, though. Absolutely. So with that, I guess we can uh, address some of the other rumors real fast. Uh, the past 24, 48 hours, we had Bradley Beal opt out of his contract with the Wizards. There have been rumblings that he wants to eventually resign, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, and then James Harden today opted out of his contract with Philly. We'll see what happens with that. I don't know what that means for Philly. Uh, and Kyrie Irving opted eventually opted in to his Brooklyn deal after some drama there. Uh, so what is what? I mean, DeAndre in DeAndre Ayton, excuse me, is a free agent restricted at that, but it seems like uh, Phoenix and him are going separate ways eventually, but there are only a couple teams with the necessary cat space that can get him on a deal that he would be happy with. Um, Jalen Brunson, a guy who really skyrocketed this past year with Dallas, is being coveted by the Knicks, yeah. uh, the Mavs, and the Heat. Uh, so that's an interesting guy. And then there are many others. Uh, Zach Levine, a guy who many expect to just re-sign with Chicago, but who knows? Um, what is what are you keeping your eye on? I guess uh, in this upcoming free agency period. What is um, interesting think, to you? I think um, I'm largely confident that Bradley Beal will resign, um, especially with last time, um, especially when it was clear that they were going to enter into a full blown rebuild. Probably around the time they traded away Don Hall. Um, there was all those speculations that he was going to head out to. Um, but once it became clear he was going to stay, I mean, nothing but respect for the man. He's just cashing in on huge contracts, and I, I see no problem with that. Respect it. Um, and I think he might do it again. He, I could see him going to Miami and having a great role there, um, but I think he's going to resign. I think Levine probably going to resign to the Spurs unless he receives some – I'm not sorry, sorry, <laughs> the Bulls um, – unless he receives some crazy offer or changes, has a huge sea change in his opinion. Um, I would like to see, it does very much seem that Aiden is headed out of Phoenix for the best, I think for both parties, um, as much as I, I am one of the best, or I'm one of the uh, biggest Aiden fans. 
Um, it was difficult to see that fallout. It was interesting though. Um, I would see him. I would love if Hamar Bridges found his way to Detroit because Detroit is looking like a very fun team to watch um, with Ivy, Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran, that draft pick. Man, they really get, they had a fantastic draft. Um, and then Sadiq Bay, I think he get Aiden or Miles Bridges, especially uh, the MSU alum. Um, it would be very, very fun. Very fun. I would love it. Um, and yeah, it was interesting to see Kyrie resign. Um, it would be very funny, and I would love it if the Nets just the project kind of blew up. But um, I, I would like to see them show what they have. They haven't had a season. It'd be funny if Ben Simmons got left all alone. But um, I'm very interested just for the sake of watching like good players play basketball to see them uh, hopefully up to full strength next year. Yeah. Um, apparently, I need to update my Zoom. We have seven minutes, 50 seconds left before it cuts <laughs> us off, but that's okay. Well, we yeah. should wrap this up sooner than rather than later anyways. Um, for me, I think it's pretty simple. I see Levine resigning with Chicago barring unforeseen circumstances. Um, I think Aiton is parting ways with Phoenix. Um, before this whole DeJounte Murray trade, I could have seen the Spurs freeing up cat space and going after in the opposite direction after Aiton, but that's not going to happen. Um, uh, let's see, where uh, Bradley Beal, I mean, that's the most interesting one. Do you re-sign with Washington or do you find somewhere else? I don't know what happens there. I think he re-signs with Washington. I think they're willing to give him $248 million, whatever the max is. Um, who else did we mention? Uh, there are some other interesting ones in there for sure. I think uh, um, Harden will re-sign with Philly. Um, and then this whole Brooklyn situation uh, is kind of a disaster. Yeah. You get Ben Simmons at the trade deadline. Um, you get uh, James Harden last year. You have uh, – or sorry, the Nets. Yeah. So yeah. – you trade James Harden, you get Ben Simmons, you now have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Um, all have their own separate problems, but I, now I guess they're just full on committed to build, trying to build the best version of a team around those guys. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. And then the Lakers with Russell Westbrook opting into his $47 million player option for this year. What a hard decision that had to be. Huh. Um, nothing with respect. I hope he uh, gets his money, and I um, I like Westbrook a lot more than some people do. He, I think he's overhated, um, but I would love to see him just have a fantastic year. Um, I think I would love that. That would be, like, my favorite thing, if he could find a way, and he's a big part. I mean, he would be if they are very successful of getting uh, farther in the West because they were injury-plagued this year, and they never got chemistry. So I'm excited to see what the Lakers are going to do. But then again, I love um, LeBron. So I just want to see him get that last ring so I can finally say he's better than Jordan. And then one last thing, John Wall was actually bought out by the Rockets and yeah. he's now going to sign with the Clippers. So now you look at that Clippers team, you have John Wall, who I think could morph into like this veteran stage of his career into like a what Derrick Rose is now. That's exactly what I was thinking. Where Derrick Rose is, like, last year or two years ago when the Knicks made that playoff run, I would love if you had that type of role. Score when you have to. Make plays. 
you have everything that you need around you. If Kawhi's healthy, if Paul George is healthy, let them do carry the scoring load. Uh, we saw when he was in Houston, he still had that burst that he used to have. Yeah. Um, but maybe, you know, taking the scoring load off his shoulders will now allow him to play make and just fit into like a nice what Derek Rose is now. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, with a little more athleticism, I guess you could say. Um, you still have, um, what's his name? They just resigned uh, Zubat. Yeah. Um, you still have the, what are the brothers' names? Um, Morris? Morris, yeah, the Morris brothers uh, and some other good pieces on that team. That team's going to be loaded. Denver is going to yeah, be Yeah, with Murray coming back. Yeah. And MPJ and Jokic. Uh, I think, where did Barton go? Um, I don't remember, but yeah, they're, yeah. People got to yep. worry about that again because Jokic is Suns, still The very Suns good. are still going to be very good, um, even with Aiton leaving. Um, obviously, the Warriors will be back. With Wiseman? <laughs> that but, team yeah. plus Wiseman? Wow. Yeah, the West is stacked. Um, yeah, and so the East is getting that way too. The East is that way as well. I mean, Philly, given that they resign Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooklyn, if they can figure things out. Milwaukee's not going anywhere anytime soon. Nowhere with Middleton. Miami. I mean, they can make a move. They're very aggressive generally. Yeah. Uh, in free agency. I mean, the NBA is in a good spot. Atlanta now. Oof. Yeah. And Atlanta now. Uh, the NBA. Oh, we forgot Memphis. I mean, they could. Yeah. And Dallas. They could very easily be in contention out west. So it seems like um, everyone always says this, but the NBA is only getting better. It's like a fantastic time to watch. Okay. It. Three minutes. Yeah. If you had to predict now, and I know it's early, finals prediction for next year would be? Um, I I don't think anyone's going to stop Giannis next year. I don't think a single team is going to stop Giannis, barring injuries. So this is assuming there's no injuries. I think Giannis is going back to the finals. Um, I think the Heat are going to be great again, but I think that Giannis is going to just seem wrong in the West. I think – um, the Warriors, I, I don't believe the Suns are going to be better than they were this year. Um, and I think it was a fluke, kind of the Doncic spectacular like series. Um, but they do have Christian Wood, but I, I might just say the Warriors repeat. I'm so confident they're only adding immense talent with Wiseman. Um, I think there'll be some kinks earlier in the season working him into the rotation, but I think it'll be Warriors um, and Bucks. Um, and I really want to say the Bucks win um, as much as I respect. The, the dynasty what about you i think Giannis is a good bet Giannis and the bucks um bobby Porter's actually just opted out but we'll see what happens with that i still think Giannis is by far and away the best player in the game today yeah uh and you just can't those other teams they all have a flaw or can't be trusted uh mm-hmm. players that can't be trusted at all and then the warriors until proven otherwise are juggernaut I suppose that Clay is going to be more healthy and better next year than he was when he got back this year. Uh, They're going to be rested with the full offseason. Steph's going to be back. Draymond's going to be back. I heard that they're going to re-sign Looney. Uh, So they're going to have a crazy expensive team, but I think it's going to be well worth it. Um, But, yeah, I think that I would have to agree with you. If not the Warriors, I could see the Mavericks. I could, see the Mavericks. Yeah, I, could see Memphis. I could see Memphis with Ja. If he improves his defense, I could see Memphis. 
I'd love that. Absolutely. I think Dallas or Memphis are the two dark horse sleepers. Maybe Denver, but I think they need to make another move or two before they can be put into that conversation. But anyways, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to have to sign off as Zoom is making us, but good conversation. We will see what happens next with the Spurs, but I think we were able to talk through some things and feel a little bit better about it now than we did earlier. Um, And we're happy with the direction generally uh, of the franchise. Now they've picked a clear direction of a full-on rebuild and it should be fun. The next week or so should be fun as free agency starts tomorrow evening. So we'll see what happens. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Raw Prospect Podcast. Uh, Peace out, everybody. See you. See you later. See you.